Welcome to the ASA Podcast, the program for automotive professionals that keeps you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. This podcast is sponsored by Synchrony Car Care, helping ASA members provide promotional financing to their customers. Hi, this is Tony Mala, broadcasting from the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. We just finished up with the MSO Symposium, a very successful event this year, and I'm here with ASA Chairman Bob Wills. Hi, Bob. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for coming. You're coming up on the end of your first year as chairman, right? Yeah, it's moving along real fast. I thought it might be a good time to do a bit of a year in review. So 2019 was a fairly eventful year for ASA, as I recall, right? It was an eventful year. Accomplishments were made, changes were made, but our direction maintains the same. You know, it's it's about our members, it's for our members. Well, let's go over some specifics. Uh, let's see, the year started, I think we have a new executive director, right? Yes, we do. We turned around and brought in Ray Fisher, interesting gentleman. I've known him for many years. He put his hat in to look for this position. Uh, he has the affiliate experience. Uh, he has business experience from his past 20 years plus in the collision industry. This is uh, definitely a good direction for us. Ray knows the uh, market and and seems to know the affiliates and the membership, so he was a great choice for executive director. Always nice to see someone from inside the organization moving up. Yes, you could look at it as a benefit. Uh, You look at any organizations or any manufacturing companies or other companies out there, and you see movement from within, and obviously there's a skill level, and that skill level is just moves up and helps us move along. Hmm. You mentioned Ray's affiliate background. 2019 was a, a record year for a lot of affiliate events, too, I believe. Didn't we have some uh, some new record numbers for attendance? Oh, we did. Uh, you know, just to name some of those off, you know, we had ASA Colorado, ASA Arizona, ASA Northwest, ASA Pennsylvania, and ASA Illinois. They're all carrying that message. It's about training. It's about relationships, and they're on it. I was at actually the Colorado event, and they doubled their numbers this year. They had over 400, I believe, and uh, so did ASA Pennsylvania. They were like up uh, over 200, which was a record for them. That's good. I'm glad we're getting the message out there. I wish there was a a golden egg, so to speak, to uh, where we could get that message to where it really belongs. Slow process, but we'll continue to work on it. Mm. Actually, the events are a great way to do that. I know through the affiliates, they're kind of our boots on the ground. And one interesting development was uh, ASA Illinois did something a little different this year with what they're calling their HOT training, HOT standing for hands-on technical training. They're doing smaller events at, at various trade schools, I believe. Yes, they are. I get emails from them on uh, what's going on, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, and I love to see it because it's going on. Training is king these days uh, with all the technological advancements. Uh, being an automotive technician or being in the automotive service and collision repair industry pretty much commits you to a lifetime of learning. And I know it's always been high on ASA's priority list to make sure that we provide the kind of training that the organizations and the um, uh, members uh, need out there. But um, there was also a couple of other events, I think, that, that have been taking off. This was our, I believe, was our eighth year for the Technology and Telematics Forum. Yes, known as TTF. This continues on. This is something that will continue on as we're moving along in our industry rapidly. Uh, and we are on top of it. And uh, we will bring it to people uh, on a daily basis if it need be. You were at the TTF. I believe it was in Troy, Michigan this year, right? 
Yes, we went to Troy. A lot of automakers there. The Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers uh, supported this and allowed us to bring in a lot of expertise from the automotive industry right up front. You know, here's the beginning of the people, and Mm. here we are. And I think the content was highly focused on things like telematics and uh, data access and cybersecurity, right? Yes, it was. It's let me throw one out there. It was interesting that the uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, and it was brought to us that uh, you know the fear factor of what are they? How soon are we going to see them? And the reality is, it's at least ten years out of that total driverless car. You know, if not beyond that, but. Uh, at the interim, you know, we're getting changes in vehicles, and that becomes a telematics, information systems that the consumer can put into the vehicle. We've had several conversations here actually during the MSO about that topic, and I know the, um, the general public isn't quite there yet when it comes to putting their hands in the, in the hands of a robot, if you will, for autonomous vehicles. But some of the conversations about just when we can expect to see these things have have brought up pretty much what you said. Somewhere probably within the five or ten year range is more realistic. But we're already at stage one of the of uh, the autonomous vehicle. But we've we've got like four or five other stages to go before we're there fully. That being said, Technology and Telematics Forum, I believe, also talked about some of the uh, advanced driver assist system technologies that are part and parcel of the structure that you're going to need to have autonomous vehicles. Wasn't that discussed by the uh, manufacturers, I believe, right? Yes, it was. And there it is, that technology right there. Um, I happen to own a couple of vehicles that have that advanced driverless systems in it. The thing is, it doesn't take the driver away from the vehicle. That seems to be a concern that we found this weekend. Individuals think that, oh, well, this car is going to drive for me or do things for me so I can do something else while I'm riding around in my car. That's a message that needs to change. It is an assisting program that may save your life. Hmm. Well, actually, it does compensate for driver error. I know. I know. It's part of what ASA has been pushing for. Uh, One of the big discussions was how are these vehicles going to be maintained. Uh, The average vehicle sits basically for 80 or 90% of its life and drives for the other 10%. Autonomous vehicles are going to turn that around so that they're moving basically all the time, which means a greater need for service. And I think that's one of the main issues that uh, are always discussed at the TTF forum is what role the service industry and the collision industry is going to play when we have these, um, you know, autonomous vehicles running around. Yeah, I mean, the, the real issue there is vehicle maintenance, safety, isn't going to go away. It's just going to change who your customer might be. Hmm. Well, and actually, we were talking about uh, events, the other event, the one we're at now just ended up, the uh, MSO Symposium. Uh, this is the eighth year for that as well, and it seemed to be very well intended and very successful. What did you think of what you saw? I think it was a, an excellent show. The presenters, right on cue, directions of where we're headed in the collision industry but i'll tell you what i'm the mechanical guy and i got a lot out of this so for those that are listening to me mechanical and collision people we are in this together Uh, we are so embedded and embroidered uh, to use that word uh, together today going back to adas for a second i i know we put the uh, mechanical and the collision operations committees together when the subject of vehicle scanning came up. The mechanical guys had a lot more experience with it than the collision guys did. And the two of them working together seemed to make a big difference in getting the type of information that the collision shops needed to know uh, from the mechanical guys and, and to them. And that's 
part of what helped build some of the MSO program, as I recall, right? The MSO guys uh, were getting input from both mechanical and collision. Yes, uh, I was on the mechanical ops committee at that time, and it was amazing. Uh, we went to Bosch in Detroit, and they were totally clueless of the collision industry. And so here the mechanical guy comes and says, guess what, collision people? We're here. We're here to help you. And uh, the people at Bosch woke up and said, wow, we need to turn this up. And they did. Yeah, well, it's it's nice when we can get the groups to work together, too. We Part of the value, I think, of the association is being able to share knowledge, the networking, as we usually call it. And there's uh, there's, there's definitely certain some technological reasons today that we, we have a lot of overlap between the two. A lot of the challenges that are being faced, things like shortage of technicians, is really being faced by both segments of the industry, both collision and mechanical, and uh, frankly, in all the trades, as they say these days. And I know ASA has also been involved in some of the uh, outreach programs. I think we had a panel discussion at our last May board meeting in 2019, where we had representatives from the Department of Labor, and, and we had information on how to hire the veterans, things like that, to help our members find the talent that they need. To highlight one of those during this uh, MSO symposium, that did come up, and it was interesting on this one panel discussion that uh, there was four of them uh, from the industry, both they were mechanical and collision, but their seat was collision today, believing that they need to build their technician. Hmm. Yeah, well, actually, we just did a podcast not too long ago. One of our contributing editors, Marianne Croce, talked about mentoring as being one of the solutions. There are many others, of course, but uh, that's something that, again, ASA is going to stay focused on, I assume, as we move into 2020, right? Well, yes, we have to stay focused on that. And I myself am in a program uh, mentoring. Today's younger generation are pretty much clueless about our industry. And, And I guess I would say they're pretty much clueless about any industry so you've got to try to find someone build them and build an interest or see if they have some interest and then work with them and in the outcome hopefully you've got a a technician that you need and we'll, we'll we'll work with you we'll be back to our interview after this word from our sponsor Did you know that according to the sixth annual major purchase study, nearly three in four Synchrony Car Care cardholders said they always seek financing when making a major purchase? If you aren't offering promotional financing to your customers, you could be missing out on larger service and repair jobs at your location. Enroll in Synchrony Car Care and offer your customers a credit card with your shop's name on it. Plus, promotional financing is available every day, helping increase customer loyalty and satisfaction. Find out how you can benefit from becoming a Synchrony Car Care Partner location today. Visit syfenroll.com today and use code ASA. Now back to our interview with ASA Chairman Bob Wills. Well, ASA, I know, has supported current technical education programs. Many of our members sit on advisory councils and things like that. But uh, that's, that's remained, uh, and I assume it will continue to remain, a big part of ASA's to-do list uh, for next year, right? Yes, it will be. There were a few other items that happened in uh, 2019, and uh, one of them was taking our Auto Inc. magazine, which was a printed publication, digital. I know that you were involved in some of that discussion when they were talking to do that, but we, we have some new ways to communicate, I guess, now with, the, uh, with our members in the industry, right? Yes, we do, you know, and when we look at paper, think about it. Paper today comes out of your fax machine or 
it comes to you digitally in an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to make a change. We struggled with the, with the thoughts and the process, but that's technology that's reaching people in a form that they understand. And actually, so the, the initial results have been very positive. I know we've been monitoring how the membership and the industry has been reacting to the new digital publication. And we're actually getting more in the way of hits and readership because of the format. Uh, it's more, I guess, easily digestible. And individuals now are consuming a lot of their information in very different ways than they used to. And the digital format is, is one way. But I know ASA um, is always looking for ways to improve the engagement with our members and, and the industry at large. And, and of course, uh, what we're doing right now is another example of that. We launched the new ASA podcast series this year. Yep. It's a great thing. Podcasts have been out there not to a huge point, but the value is tremendous. Yeah, and it's grown every day. I was actually surprised when I first got involved with doing the podcast to see just just how much uh, it has exploded really over the last certainly five years, but even over the last three to four years. And uh, ASA is, again, always looking for new ways to improve our communication process. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's look at that communication. Nobody wants to sit around and read a book. We need short, fast snippets to get us moving and get us activated. I guess that's the society we live in now. We all want it quick and we all want it short. So let's shift gears a little bit. I know we've been, uh, we mentioned the Washington office earlier and their focus has been for 2019 on much of the uh, discussion uh, happening in DC about legislation regarding things like telematics, data access, and cybersecurity. I assume that focus will continue for 2020? Oh, definitely. That is the big job of our Washington, D.C. legislative representation. They maintain the checks and balances for us in our industry. They are part of a uh, coalition as we work forward to maintain the information access. And so this all just comes to play piece by piece. And uh, Washington is there. Mm. Well, and again, I know Bob Redding is our Washington representative. He has been very engaged in some traditional outreach, too. We, we've been a champion, ASA has been a champion of the uh, periodic motor vehicle inspection, PMVI programs. I assume that focus continues as well? That focus continues as we move forward uh, into potentially autonomous vehicles or, let's put it this way, uh, less vehicles at the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Maintenance needs to be there. Safety needs to be there. You know, everybody thinks about maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. No, I'm sorry. It's safety, safety, safety. Yeah, well, again, vehicles, the more use they have, the more wear there is, and the more important it is to keep track of systems such as brakes, I would imagine. And the PMBI process is certainly one way to do that. So in a few minutes left here, let's talk about 2020 for what's ahead. I understand that we're bringing uh, a favorite program back next year at the annual meeting, right? Yes, we are going to uh, relaunch the CARS program. We look back in history. Uh, We know how technicians, uh, and I happen to have been one of them, that enjoyed that program. It's not a big, long time, day after day after day. We looked at this at doing our annual meeting and bringing that program back to life. Even though it will be a CARS program, it will also have collision training along with the mechanical training so we 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 serve both our masters here Hmm. and well actually it stands for i believe congress of automotive repair and service there you go repair and service yeah and that was created oh gosh a number of years ago i don't even remember when it first started but it was back in the 80s i believe wasn't it well yes to show my age it was in the 80s (laughs) well listen we're all kind of going there bob i know and i assume of course we're going to be uh, having the ttf and the mso symposium as well for next year right 
Yes, we also uh, are looking at uh, the annual meeting to have a TTF program there uh, along with a CARS program. We look at trying to relaunch an ACE program and maybe tie that in with a TTF. You know, this is, it's up in the air right now, but we're talking about it. We're getting our direction in order. And um, once again, we will serve our members. Well, that's something to have to be the topic of another podcast. But any final words? Again, congratulations on the completion, well, almost completion of your first year of service. I believe you have a two-year term, right? Yes, sir. Two years. So we'll look forward to uh, continuing this discussion as we move forward. We will. Uh, You know, I guess I can only say thank you to our members, and I have to thank them for one big thing, and that's voting in board members. That is our backbone. I'm a believer that it's it's not Bob the chairman show, it's the board show. You know, we work together, we discuss, we don't get bad feelings, we get results. Uh, they, we just really work together. And then we pass that along down to our staff. Ray Fisher has his hands full because now he has a staff to work with. He has to learn his staff. He has to make adjustments within that staff that is beneficial to the organization. And that process is in play and it's working. Then we have our affiliates. You know, I can never say enough about them. An affiliate is the first face to our member. And I just thank them continuously for doing the job that they do and making ASA as great as we can be. Well, we thank you for your service. And I know the uh, the volunteer board members and the mechanical and collision operations committees, a lot of our members uh, step up and and really put back quite a bit to the industry. Uh, We're always looking for more volunteers out there, and I believe uh, we're going to be focusing on growing the ASA family for 2020 as well, right? Yes, we will. You know, we obviously will look at launching different membership programs, awareness of ASA. I call it ringing the bell. You've got to go out and you've got to ring the bell, but it's got to be a big bell. As people don't listen to the chimes, they listen to the big bell. Well, Bob, got to promise to come back and talk a little bit more as we go through the year and more great things happen for ASA. So we'll look forward to uh, having you back on the show. Happy to do it. Thank you. Thanks again. Have a great day. If you're brand new to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you will be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, Make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. If you are an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at www.asashop.org. That's A-S-A-S-H-O-P dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.